Authors on the Air. Welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm Terry Shepard. We begin our series of conversations with authors selected for inclusion in the Capital Crimes 2021 anthology, Cemetery Plots of Northern California, with Jennifer K. Morita. In her Twitter bio, she calls herself former newspaper reporter, mystery writer, member of Sisters in Crime, Mystery Writers of America, and Crime Writers of Color. In her blog, Jennifer admits, I decided six months into the global pandemic that instead of experimenting with another hobby, I should use the extra time at home to write that book I'd been talking about for years. For 14 weeks, I wrote like mad every spare moment between monitoring my kids' distance learning classes, Girl Scout Zoom meetings, and volunteer commitments. Some nights I'd stay up till 2 a.m., but I did it. And in Cemetery Plots of Northern California, she did it too. One of 15 selected for inclusion, her short story is entitled Cranes in the Cemetery. And here's a taste. A body lay in the old, historic Sacramento Cemetery, and it was fresh. Living and breathing less than an hour ago, she rested under the shade of the crepe myrtle, exposed to the open air, unlike the other residents, housed in foreboding crypts, or lying beneath worn tombstones, stained by lichen. We backed away, wordlessly, careful not to tread, on the tiny paper cranes littering the path. The trouble began with sushi at 2 a.m. Now, don't you want to hear more of that story? Jennifer Marita, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much for having me. It is a pleasure. How does it feel? What did it feel like when you got the email saying that you were selected to be in Cemetery Plots of Northern California? I think I was laying in bed. It was late at night and I saw the email and I jumped out and jumped up and just started doing a little happy dance. <laughs> My first published fiction work. <laughs> really? So yeah. how did you get into writing fiction? Uh, you know, um, I, th I think it's just something I always wanted to do. Uh, I just, I kind of played around with it for a long time and I, I, Definitely played around with it when I was in school and in high school, um, not so much college. But um, I think I'd had this idea for a character, a main character for a really long time. And I just played around with her in my head. And then during the pandemic, when, you know, it was just the kids were in Zoom classes, there was wildfires, it was hot. Um, I just decided rather than picking up watercolor painting, I was going to sit down and finally write that book that I'd been thinking about for a very long time. So, I just, and then I just started doing it. I just wrote. <laughs> Fiction is very different than the inverted pyramid style of journalism. How did you learn the craft? Uh, I think it's because I, I read a lot of mysteries um, and I just played around with um with things, I didn't necessarily follow all the rules that I'd been told. Um, I just kind of did it, uh, you know, I just did it, I winged it basically. <laughs> I don't know how else to, and I, you know, I, I did, I read a lot of things on the internet. I took a class quite some time ago at um, a bookstore in the area um, and about short story writing actually. And um, 
I, I think I just, I thought, okay, well, if I outline it first, um, then at least I'll know where I'm going and I won't, I won't stop. And so that's, that's what I did. I outlined it and then chapter by chapter, and then I just started writing chapter by chapter until I was done. <laughs> well, and you only had 5,000 words to get the story across. How did you decide what to put in and what to leave out? Um, I think I just, I, I did get kind of complicated at one point. I had a couple of red herrings in there and then I, um, I, I just started pulling stuff out because it got too long. And then I, I think also I, I, it got a little tangled up too, because I spent a lot of time writing about the, um, the, the scene where they're making sushi and it, and some of my beta readers thought that was too much because it, it didn't get to the mystery of it. But I also thought it was important because I was trying to showcase and, and more than a mystery in a way, this was a love letter to this community. And so I wanted to describe what it was like in there while you're, while you're making all that sushi for the, the church festival. And so, um, so I kind of let that happen and I let that take away from the mystery itself a little bit um, because I thought that part was a little more important than, you know, who did it, I guess. <laughs> we mentioned uh, beta readers and we all surround ourselves with a creative team. Who's on your creative team that helps you with your art? Um, I have um, a really good friend of mine who's actually also a member of Sisters in Crime, the, the Capital Crimes chapter, Laura Jensen Walker. Um, we were, you know, actually kind of just work acquaintances for a really long time. And then she wrote a couple of uh, cozy mysteries and I was really intrigued by that. I thought, wow, she, that's amazing. And so we met up for lunch a few times and this is before COVID and, um, and one of the times before we, when we met up, she said, you know, if you have a book and, and you just do it, she kept saying, just do it. <laughs> and so during the pandemic, I just did it. And um, she offered to read it for me. She helped me out. Um, she encouraged me a lot. Um, I also have a former editor um, from my very first job, the Paradise Post, Linda Mylink. She's, um, she saw that I had written something and she emailed me and she offered to read it. Um, and then I'm also part of a couple of Facebook writers groups. And um, so what that was kind of nice because they were, they didn't really know me and they served as beta readers. So it was a lot more objective. I felt like I could, you know, well, they don't know me that well. We're not friends. So <laughs> they'll give me their honest opinions. And so um, there's a couple of people from that group as well that helped me out a lot. And then of course my husband, he, said, if that's what you want to do, then go for it. We all have uh, people who surround us that uh, support us and give us love for our work, whether or not it's good. Yeah. How do you take criticism? Uh, probably not well. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, right? But um, I've found that um, if I just let it sit with me for a little while, I... Actually, my agent calls it this. She says, she asked me how I, how did I digest her notes? And I think that's a really good word. It's how do you digest it? And, um, and so that's, that's what I do. I find like after a couple of days, I've thought about it more and I can be more objective about it and it doesn't hurt me personally as much. And um, like, for instance, some of the beta readers, again, they thought when they read my manuscript, they thought I used, I focused too much on food and, um, 
some thought that part was really great. So I was kind of torn, you know, I, I just didn't know who to listen to. And then I realized, well, I think that's, you just have to listen to yourself at that point. Cause you know, that's who you are. That's who your character is going to be. It's kind of a perk of being Asian, eating really good food. <laughs> so that's going to be in my books. <laughs> and you have a longer form novel that is in some part of production right now. What's mm -hmm. the status of that project? Um, well, I, um, after I finished writing it, I joined a Facebook writers group and they helped me, you know, query it and do that whole thing. And I was able to get an agent that way, actually on Twitter. <laughs> and so, um, she's, she's looked it over and, um, she's given me her, her notes. And so right now I'm revising. So I'm kind of in that stage. Revising is what it's all about. We like to think that yes. the barf draft is going to be the end, but it's only the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's been a very interesting learning process. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think attracted your agent to you? Why did she say yes? Um, she liked my voice a lot um, in, in the manuscript. Um, it is, it actually features the same main character as my short story. Um, I, cause I wrote the short story actually hoping to beef up the bio portion of my query letter. Um, so I wrote it before I had my agent and then, um, after it was accepted for the anthology, I had already signed with my agent, but, um, it, I, she said she liked the voice of it and she thought it was a different concept and different perspective, an Asian American, fourth generation, Asian American, uh, former journalist. <laughs> So um, I think that's what she liked, um, the writing. Did you feel the chemistry with your agent when you first met? I did, yeah. Um, sh she was the first one to make me an offer, um, an, an offer of representation. And um, so I, I had signed up for the San Diego Writers Conference already. And so I went ahead and did those pitches too. And so I, had an, I ended up with another offer. But, and we did Zoom calls for both of them. Um, but Lori, um, I just, um, it was more of a, a, a chemistry thing, I think, than any kind of, um, you know, on paper thing. It was, it was kind of hard to identify. I, I just really liked her a lot right off the bat. And I liked her ideas for my book. Um, she's a former editor for America's Test Kitchen, which I thought was really funny because I have a bunch of her books in my kitchen. <laughs> I was a big fan of America's Just Kitchen. So. <laughs> and what's the ultimate outcome? You're hoping to get with the big five? Yeah, I would love that. I, I do. I, that is my dream. I want my book to get sold to a publisher that will put my books on the bookshelf that I can go to and buy off the bookshelf, <laughs> hold in my hand. And um, I would actually, and I would love an audiobook of it. Let's, I, you know, I, I commuted for a while when I was working in Paradise. I commuted back and forth. I, I lived there during the week. And then um, on weekends, I would come home to Sacramento. And so I had a long drive for a while. And I got hooked on audiobooks that way because traffic and all that. And so um, I would love to be able to listen to my book. Do you have a favorite narrator you'd like to have read it? No, I, I don't think I do. I, I It is kind of nice when there are actors doing it. You, you can kind of you hear the difference like um 
Michael Connolly's books now are always read by, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's the guy that plays Bosch now, and he does a pretty good job of it. Um, but, you know, it's just the quality of the voice, too. And, and I guess I think with mine, it'll have to be someone who can pronounce the words correctly. And, um, you know, I'd love it if they were from Hawaii, because then they would get the inflections right, too, because there's a sort of a local accent that... Um, it's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Authenticity is the key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the next steps? Once you get the revision done, then what happens? Uh, then uh, probably some more revisions. I think this is just the first round. <laughs> and so, and it's the big one. Um, and so from there, you know, hopefully she can sell it. Um, and then I start writing something else, something completely different, I think, while she's trying to sell it so that... If that doesn't sell, then there'll be something else that hopefully she can. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, hopefully publication. Jennifer Marita <laughs> is our guest, and she is one of 15 who will be included in Cemetery Plots of Northern California, the 2021 Capital Crimes Anthology. And that will be released on October 24th, I think is the day that we're talking about now for it yeah. to go live. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm excited to um, be participating in this. This is amazing. It feels really, really good. Um, I'm excited about the launch party because I'll actually hopefully get to meet people in person. Because ever since I joined um, Sisters in Crime, we've been uh, on Zoom. So I've only seen the little squares. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to meeting people. And I'm really looking forward to meeting some of the writers. You've joined a number of those groups. What's been the value of those relationships for you? Uh, I think camaraderie and um, connections. Um, I, I, Sisters in Crime in particular has been really nice because we've had the monthly meetings, um, you know, on, on Zoom. Um, but then they also do, I kept chat at the end where they put you off in break rooms with random members and so you get to actually have a conversation with them. So I met James the Twall that way, which was really nice because he was really helpful. Um, he had some helpful pointers about what workshops to try and attend and that sort of thing. So he was really helpful and that was nice. Um, and then I met uh, someone else there who pointed me in the directions of um, crime writers of color. Um, and they have a really good um, email system. Um, so people are constantly messaging each other and letting them know what's going on with the different conferences and, you know, different events and anthology contests and things. So it's just been a lot of really good information and connections. And that's kind of helped with the social media stuff too. I've been followed and, and following writers that I really admire. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so who are some of those people? Who are your heroes? Um, I, I, I really love uh, Naomi Hirahara. I just finished her um, latest historical mystery. Um, it was really good. It was a little painful, actually, that, that time period. Um, but it was really amazing. That was a really good book. Um, I really admire Rachel Housel Hall. I think she has an amazing voice. Um, amazing story. So, And I love listening to podcasts with her in it because she just... I, I'm always inspired afterwards. Um, and that's the other benefit of those organizations. You hear these stories about writers who, in their process and their journey to, 
getting an agent and getting published. So um, that's been really helpful too. I think, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Michael Connolly. Read a lot of his books. And his was one of the first audiobooks I listened to as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, uh, Carol Goodman, um, Deborah Crombie. I really love them too. So that 16-year-old that looks like you, that thinks she might want to be a writer, what, would advi what advice would you give to her? <laughs> give her the same advice my friend gave me. Uh, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make up a lot of excuses and you're too busy or, you know, you've got a lot of other things and that you have to take care of, but and just do it. A lot of people said that to us, but what was the actual tipping point for you when you decided, I'm going to go for this, I'm going to make this real? I think it was a culmination of things. You know, um, like I said, I'd had that lunch with um, Laura Jensen Walker where she was just saying, just do it. And I could hear it in my head. And it was several months later, but, you know, it, the pandemic had been going on. I'd already, you know, painted my house. I baked every recipe I could think of. I planted a garden and I'm not a green thumb. <laughs> and um, we were trying like different art projects and I'm not an artist. Um, and I think there were, so there were these worms that were eating my tomatoes <laughs> and I was getting kind of frustrated. I was like, why am I doing this? And then I heard Laura's voice in my head <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I started outlining like the next day. <laughs> How can people find you online, Jennifer Marita? They can find me on Facebook under Jennifer K. Marita. Um, I'm also on Twitter, same handle. And on Instagram as well. I'm working on a website. I haven't gotten that taken care of yet. <laughs> Jennifer Marita is one of the stars of Cemetery Plots of Northern California, the 2021 Capital Crimes Anthology. And her story, Cranes in the Cemetery, is a winner. I've had a chance to read it from beginning to end. And it's one of those that you're going to want to bring out every Halloween to reread after you come back from trick-or-treating. Jennifer, thanks so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you. Authors on the Air can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. We invite you to explore the many other podcasts that focus on the craft aggregated at the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Our theme music was written by Pavlo Butorin. I'm Terry Shepard, and I'll see you in the next chapter. Thank you.